Hi, I'm Peter Navarro, and welcome to episode 28 in the In Trump Time podcast. In this episode, I'm going to lay out the case for a boycott of the Beijing Olympics that are starting today. Truth be told, I should not even have to make this case. It is so damn obvious that American athletes should not be in Beijing for so many damn reasons. Be that as it may, I will offer up the case as I presented it, hosting Steve Bannon's War Room. In the meantime, I will not be watching NBC anytime soon, as this week NBC has become the useful idiot for the Chinese Communist Party. Shame on them. How about them apples, Rachel Maddow? How about those rotten apples, Morning Joe and Mika? And where is Chuck Todd and meet the press when you need him? has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Peter K. Navarro sitting in for Stephen K. Bannon today. We've got a packed show for you today. I'm going to go talk a little bit about the, the latest mini stock market crash that we witnessed today after a couple of updates. I'm going to make the strong case for the Olympic boycott really on the eve of the Genocide Olympics. So now let's do a quick pivot. Uh, Denver, if you can, um, uh, they're going to show a clip from my uh, 2011 movie, Death by China, which is as real and scary today as it was then. Denver, bring this in, please. As for those Falun Gong practitioners and other dissidents singled out by President Clinton. I had a hearing on the Falun Gong and how they're throwing these people in jail by the thousands and they're harvesting organs. The way it works is that if somebody goes to, wants a, a liver, say, they fly to Shanghai and they probably go check into the number one people's hospital in Shanghai. A military surgeon, probably in uniform, one I'm thinking of, comes up and does the bishop tests and the and the blood tests and so on. Then he he or she looks on the computer list and says, oh, there's a match out in work camp 400. The poor victim who matches what you what your organs need is dragged into a sort of hospital, given a light anesthetic in most cases, and uh, never wakes up because they take not just one kidney, they take both kidneys, the liver, heart, everything, and their body is then burned. And the People's Liberation Army flies the organ to Shanghai from wherever the camp happens to be. And you're told you're getting the organ from a convicted murderer or something. I mean, this is a grotesque tale of, of the worst kind of oppression and ghoulishness on the part of rulers of a country. Uh, that clip was from my 2011 Death by China film. It's on YouTube. It's free, so I'm not pushing that. But what, what, what has changed from then is only one thing, uh, the scope of the depravity that the Chinese Communist Party engages in. That uh, 
data we had in 2011 was primarily data related to the Falun Gong um, in China, which is a, is, is a quasi-religious sect that has undergone tremendous brutality from the CCP. Since 2011, um, we've learned more and more about the extent of the concentration camps um, in communist China that house uh, the Uyghurs, uh, which, which are uh, a Muslim population um, in, in Xinjiang province, which used to be effectively its own country that China basically invaded um, in the 1950s. And um, the depravity that goes on in these concentration camps um, is really beyond beyond imaginable. Uh, you know, when these people aren't being uh, treated in the most horrid of ways, they're forced to engage in the kind of slave labor that that brings you the cotton that makes your T-shirts that, that you buy in the Walmart. And and when I was in the White House, uh, we had um, an executive order, for example, that was designed to uh, impose sanctions on anybody who used that kind of labor. Uh, but but. Look, tomorrow, tomorrow the Olympics start, and I've never really been less interested and more disgusted in kind of in an athletic display. I mean, look, you and I, look, for, for decades, we've loved the Olympics. I mean, it's, it's, it's the beauty of the athletes, the scope, the grace, and all of that. But this cannot be that, Okay. If, if you so much as sit down and watch any of that, you are participating basically in a scheme by the Chinese Communist Party to, to, to basically do two things. One is the Chinese Communist Party clearly uses these Olympic Games. They did it in 20, uh, 2008. They're going to do it now to basically showcase their country and model of authoritarianism. And to the extent that we smile, sit back, eat the popcorn, watch what's going on, cheer, maybe cry at what happens and things like that, we are essentially sanctioning what the Chinese communists are doing. I mean, it's like that, that is wrong. And it, it was, it's as wrong today as it was in 1936. Now, besides the concentration camps in Xinjiang province, you have a cultural genocide that occurs both in Xinjiang with the Uyghurs and in Tibet with the Buddhist population there. And it works in two ways. One is it's the destruction of the Buddhist temples, of mosques in Xinjiang, the, the burning of, of religious documents. But one of the things that disgusts me the most is uh, what's called the Hanification of these populations, where, for example, um, in Xinjiang and Tibet, the women of, of, of the, the Tibetan women and the Xinjiang Uyghur women are exported to other parts of China, literally not just to do slave labor in Chinese factories, but also to breed with the ethnic Chinese, they're called the, that's the Han Chinese. The, the Han Chinese, Communist China, you've used the rest of us, frankly, as barbarians. Um, and there's a, there's, 
the, the racism <laughs> that's embedded in the Chinese Communist Party and its policies um, is disgusting. So there's that. And then, you know, there's um, what I've called the seven deadly sins against American workers that I fought so hard with President Trump and the White House to stop the Chinese from doing. There's the crushing of the Hong Kong democracy, the current existential threat to Taiwan's democracy. And, you know, we've seen Xi Jinping now get into bed Get into bed with Vladimir Putin. There's a tacit deal now that if Putin goes into the Ukraine, China's going to help him do that and make sure nothing happens in the United Nations with the veto there. And come time for Taiwan, Putin's going to do the same thing if Xi Jinping um, makes uh, a run um, at, at Taiwan, which is a vibrant, vibrant uh, democracy, perhaps one of the most vibrant democracies right now on the planet, maybe even more vibrant um, than what has become in many ways a pathetic democracy here uh, with a compromised uh, fake news press and um, a stolen election uh, on our hands. Um, when I come back, um, I'm going to talk a little bit more um, about uh, why we need to boycott these Olympics um, and You'll be back soon in the war room, and I'm going to actually um, do some of these questions as well. I'm going to finish um, quickly talking about uh, why we need to boycott the Olympics. You know, the the big uh, Mitt Romney, the haircut, the, the haircut and the forehand. No, that was Agassi. No, Mitt Romney's just a haircut. Uh, he says, like, oh, the athletes work so hard, they shouldn't be deprived of being allowed to compete. It's just... Just don't send any American spectators. No, 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 no. Um, this, the, the, the depravity is so large right now by the Chinese Communist Party that, that these games should have been boycotted entirely. But here's what I'm asking. Every single athlete, every single athlete at the genocide games to do when they get up on the podium. And I want to channel... Uh, the black athletes who put their fists up back in a previous Olympics. I would love to see every single American in particular who wins a gold, silver, or bronze medal get up on that podium, raise a fist, and say, no more genocide, communist China. And look, communist China is already threatening to censor any athlete who tries to do any of that. But if all of them do that, that would be a statement for the century. So um, if you sent LeBron James over there, he wouldn't do it because he doesn't have the stones, but maybe somebody will do it. Uh, and I, I hope that happens. The last thing I'll tell you, this is kind of personal for me because at one point I was a CNBC contributor back in the day. And I remember vividly in 2008, a few weeks before the Beijing Games, were started, and they took me off the air. You know, I was like, I was the China guy, you know, written books like The Coming China Wars. They didn't want to see any part of me on the CNBC set back then. Um, and I, I raised this simply because um, we've had Jake Tapper now say that he's going to, on CNN, focus on the horrors of the games. To me, uh, Jake, talking to you, Jake, 
that rings a bit hollow to me. I think that's just a ploy to try to get at your competitor, MSNBC, because you certainly haven't gone after the horrors of China previously in any large way. And by the way, you haven't gone after the horrors of communist China in terms of sending us um, the pandemic. Um, so let's see what happens here. Um, but look, please, when these games start tomorrow, boycott. There's no need to watch them. There's no need to read about them. Uh, the only thing we need to do as a country is understand that communist China is the existential threat to this country. It's not Russia, 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 certainly. It's communist China. Well, thanks for listening to the In Trump Time podcast. If you like what you have heard, please take the time to write a review and subscribe to this podcast. By doing so, you will help spread the word. I'm Peter Navarro. We'll see you next time.